Good morning. God bless you. As the children head to their classrooms. We're going to begin. I, I want to just re, just as a quick reminder, we'll start in a couple of scriptures where we were last week. In Romans 6, beginning in verse 20. When, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things that you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and become slaves of God. Now you, now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. My brothers and sisters, remember the question last, last week was, what is the top gift on your list? I remember what I shared with you when we, were, when we were younger, when I was a kid, we used to make up those Christmas lists. For some of you that weren't here, I used to make up those Christmas lists, and some of you are smiling already because you know what I, I'm going to say, and we used to hang them on the refrigerator, and the thing that I wanted the least, I put at the top of the list because I thought that I had a little bit of grace from Thanksgiving to Christmas. I could act up a little bit because my mom's result was if I did something bad, she took the top off the list and worked her way down. So I put the thing I wanted the least up on the top of the list. Amen? All right. I was a little bit smarter than I needed to be back then, and it took my mother a little bit longer to catch on to the plan. Hallelujah. So it worked out for a little while. But what's top on your Christmas list? What's top on your gift list? A gift. What do you want? What is it that you're looking for? If you were to make a list... To God, what would it be, right? So remember um, also in Hebrews 2, beginning in verse 1, Therefore we must give more, more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the words spoken through angels provide steadfast, or prove steadfast, excuse me, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which at first began to be spoken of by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. What gifts do we prize? What is it? Now remember also we were in Mark as an example in Mark chapter 2 when those four men brought their, their, their paralyzed friend they, they heard that Jesus was in town, Jesus was preaching, and they tried to get into the house, but the house was packed, no, not even any room at the door, so they decided to bust a hole in the roof to lower him down, to get him in front of Jesus, because they wanted him to receive healing. But Jesus, recognizing the situation, as soon as, I mean, I, I still, I don't want to keep preaching the same thing over and over again, but that still amazes me. I, I still think about on the way over, as they're walking there, as they're, they're getting there, and they see the crowd, you know, the conversation must have been like, let's drop them through the roof. I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. Let's drop them in. But they wanted something so badly. They wanted something so badly, and they knew how to get it. And so they dropped him in front of Jesus and Jesus, recognizing the situation, recognizes their faith, your faith, he's, his sins are forgiven. So the gift that they were going for, the thing that, they, that had their, the object of their desire, the thing that they thought they needed the most, the thing that they wanted the most, was not the thing that they needed the most. The thing that they needed the most, the most valuable gift that they could have received in that moment was forgiveness of sins. Amen? And Jesus recognized that. So today we're going to begin in 1 Peter uh, chapter 4. And some of these scriptures we've been in and around, we've been hovering over for quite some time. 
But the end of all things is at hand. Verse 7. Therefore be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. My brothers and sisters, just again, just to give you just a little bit more depth in this scripture, you know, the manifold grace of God, everybody in here, I guess, hopefully would understand manifold. There's one source, but it branches off. So there's, there's these many gifts, but they all come from the same source. All right? So that's what the, when it's saying this, this manifold gift of God, it's talking the, the same source, but there's manifold gifts. There's many gifts, but it's all coming from one central location. Can, can, you, can you say amen for me? All right. We each have received a gift. Each of us who are born again, we've received a gift. No matter who you are, no matter what you are. And I also believe this, my brothers and sisters, there are many, God has given us gifts. God has, He formed us in our mother's wombs. He, he's given us certain things that He has planned for us. And with the plan for our lives, He also equips us so that we could fulfill the plan. I believe that all of us are born. There are some people who are born with the singing voices and, and just, uh, it amazes me. Some of the voices. I mean, I, I think of the first one that comes to my mind is not me. Hey, what do you mean that's right? She obviously has heard me sing. That's because I'm sitting right in front of her when the, during the song service. Now, now, thank you, Miss Missy. Now I'm going to be so, sitting someplace else for now. No, I think of, 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 of someone like Whitney Houston. What a, an awesome voice. I mean, just, she's, she's gifted and talented. There are many like that. But, you know, so we're talking about these abilities and, and these things. But now there are also these things that come to us supernaturally, these supernatural gifts. There are also fruits and gifts that come by the Holy Spirit. When we receive God, we receive these supernatural abilities as well as the natural abilities that He's given us to use for His purpose, for His plan. Amen? Okay, but we have a choice. But when we come to Him and we receive this gift, my brothers and sisters, do you see what it says? Being good stewards over Him. God bearing witness both signs and wonders. Excuse me. Uh, I was in the wrong scripture. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling as each one has received the gift ministered to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. He's, he's calling us. He's giving us these gifts. And my brothers and sisters, he's, he's not, we're not, they're not for our use. They're not just for us to use for ourselves by ourselves. He's called us to be good stewards over these gifts that he's given us. So, so what does that mean? I mean, well, you know, be hospitable. I, I know this, that we're going to be sharing some gifts here in a little bit because I can't cook, but there are people in this place that can cook. My wife is one of them. And I'm going to remind you, Mike was only teasing earlier, eat all the greens. The greens are terrible. Just leave them alone. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. No, but, but what, no matter what your gift is, whatever you're gifting in whatever the function is that God has called you to, it's not for you. It's not for you. It's, it's, not by, it's by the Holy Spirit and it's not for you to use for you. Well, well let me ask you something. If you have, let, let's just say this. Um, 
Say you're a, gift, you're a great business person, you're a great investor, you just have a knack for things. In that, You know what? If you're a born-again Christian, if you have this ability to just go ahead and, and just run and organize and do these things, maybe you should volunteer at the church to help the church Amen. in its business uh, you know, obligations and so on and so forth. Maybe you're, maybe you're somebody who has been blessed financially. God has given you that gift. You have an acumen for that. And so now you're being blessed financially. So you bless the church financially. I'm not asking for your money, so don't nobody get nervous. But what I'm saying to you is, though, you know, we all have these different gifts and these different things that God has blessed us with, but he has not blessed that just so that I can get rich if I happen to be a great business person or I, I have a knack for making money or whatever the case may be. I know people that do have a knack. They just have a knack for making money. I don't know why I'm parking here, but let me just push on this a little bit. You know what? They have a, I, I know a fellow who, um, um, he has uh, several children, and um, all of his children are, are gifted in different businesses, different areas. They've all done different things, but every one of them has become millionaires. And, and you know, the, the, uh, this person's wife commented to them, one thing about, you know, you certainly taught your children how to make money. Now, whether that came from him or whether that came as you know, something that has God given to them, I, I don't know. But my, my point is, my brothers and sisters, they have a knack for doing something, for, for running a business or for um, investing well or for whatever it is. They have a, some of us have a knack for different things. It's an awesome thing. It's, you know, take it as a gift from God and then use it. Be a good steward over it. You have that responsibility. Amen? Amen. All right, so let's go on. James 1, 17. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above, and it comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. My brothers and sisters, uh, you know, the Father of lights, I mean, we can, I, I don't want to stay here long, but he's the Father of lights. I mean, you know, some people say, well, that just means of, you know, the sun, the stars, he's the one that created all of those things that glow in the sky at night and so on and so forth. Yeah, there's a, is a part of that. Yeah, it is. But, you know, God is light. It says it very plainly in Scripture that God is light. It also says His Word is light. But God is His Word. Alright? So let's just say God is light. The truth is light. The light stands for goodness. The light means many things. But if you want to give one distinct and for sure definition of light, God. God. That's, amen. I knew I'd get an amen out of somebody before this day was over. Hallelujah. And so... So we won't push on that very much. But with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Malachi 3.6 For I am the Lord, I do not change. Hebrews 13.8 Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. In Romans 8 and 11, I, I, excuse me, it's Romans 11. For the gifts and the call of God are without repentance. They're out. They will not be revoked. Everything. God is the same. And so when, if you look at that scripture, every good and gift comes from above, from, comes down from the Father of lights, there's this implication there, like, of, of the sun. This light, the sun, the sunlight, the sun lights up everything. But the sun changes. Actually, it's, it's the earth, as it were in rotation, it changes, and thus we have the seasons. So now, this time of year, you know, the sun is a little bit more south in the sky. It never gets above a certain point in the sky. And it's harder for me to grow Bermuda grass. So that's all I know. No, but, but the shadows are different, right? Are you with me? The sun, the, lo- the sun is at a lower angle, right? 
So when it says it, he, he, that's why it uses the term no shadow of changing. There's no, nothing changes. With God, nothing changes. Even the sun, things change as the earth is making its rotation around the sun. Things change. Shadows change. Things different. Seasons change. But with God, nothing changes. He's the same. Now let me say it this way. Hallelujah. What He promised, He will keep. He will not ever say anything in jest. He will not say anything just as, you know, just in passing. You know, what He says is true. You can count on it. And you don't have to worry about, is God in a bad mood today? You don't have to worry about, well, you know, He is the same He's the same. He is full of love, full of mercy. He is gracious. Always holy, always righteous, always just, always. Hallelujah. He's not like old Pastor Tony. He's not going to be in a bad mood. You know, well, should I tell him this? Or No, you can always go to Him and you can always, you can always count on Him being the same God He was when you first went to Him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So... Hebrews, let's go to Hebrews, Hebrews 13. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man, what can man do to me? My brothers and sisters, do we suddenly make a leap? No. No. God is the same, always. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Everything that He gives you is for your good. So let's go back. If you go to James again, it says, every good and perfect gift. So does that mean the bad ones He didn't give you? No. If my brothers and sisters, if we're looking to God for our sustenance for the things. If God is first on our list, if we, if we go to God, that means that the things that He does give us are always going to be for our good. See, our idea of what a good and perfect gift may be in the moment may not be the good and perfect gift. Let me... Uh, this is the Christmas season. And, you know, it's pressure, it's joy, it's sorrow, it's depressing, and all at the same time. It puts pressure on some households. It puts pressure on certain people. A lot of people go into depression around Christmas. Either they're lonely or they don't have enough and they feel like they can't give enough or whatever the case may be. Um, So I don't want to, what I'm about to say, I don't want it to sound like um, I'm, I'm making light of that in any way because I really am not. But for Christmas, for me, I gotta buy for one person, really, I, su- I could suggest other things like for our grandkids and stuff like that. But the bottom line is I really only have to buy for one person. And she's sitting next to her father back there. And, and man, I would tell you, I, I want her, when I buy stuff for her, I want it to be something that she appreciates, something that I want to go out there and I want to get her something that she really needs or really wants. So I go to um, her holy place. What are you laughing? I didn't even say anything yet. Macy's. No. Where they know her by first name. 
I'm thinking about just going there this year and just wear a tag. I am Michelle's husband, and they'll say, she goes over here. <laughs> no, but, I, I, but, but so, so I go there, and I try to pick out the things that I think that she's going to like. I don't, I don't always do it right. <laughs> but I want to tell you, honestly, when I'm going there, I'm going with the full intention that the things that I get, she's actually going to like. I've, I've done everything. I see, I, I've taken my granddaughters with me to help. Maybe they've kind of, I, I call Rachel. Rachel, okay, what, you know, I've, I've done all of these things. But for whatever reason, I, I'm not, my batting average has gotten worse and worse. I don't understand it. I just don't, I think she needs to go to the altar. I need she needs some prayer because I'm getting her some good stuff. Hey, you too? <laughs> no, think about this. So now I'm going with the intention that she's going I'm, I'm, to... I want her to open the gift and I want her to say, wow, this is awesome. I want to see her try it on and just look at herself in the mirror and do one of them ballerina twirls. Ah, oh, this is great. I want to... I Are you with me? Why? It would bring me joy to see her have joy and really appreciate the gift. Are you, is this tracking with anybody? See, that's the way our Father in Heaven is. He, he, he's providing us these gifts and these things for us. knowing. F- but see, the thing about it is, I think I know what she'll like. I think I know what she needs. <laughs> that's why my batting average isn't very good. But God, my brothers and sisters, if we'll trust in Him, if we'll rely upon Him, if we'll believe Him, He is batting a thousand. He knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly what we need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, let your conduct be without covetousness. Would we put that one back up there, please? Hebrews 13. Be content. Be content with such things as you have. Why? Because he himself says, I will never leave you or forsake. You have him. So let's start right there. You have him. And with him comes this manifold grace, by the way. So we, with him, so let's start there. So be content. My brothers and sisters, honestly, those of us who are born again, we should be among the happiest people on the face of the earth. We should be worry-free. Now, I'm going to stand here and I'm not going to lie to you. Am I worry-free? No, I wish I was. I still, I still am concerned for a lot of things. And some of you in this room, by the way. But the fact of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, we should be among the most least worried, uh, least anxious people on the face of the earth. But the problem that we see is, listen, it's our anxieties and the things that we're concerned about, it usually has something to do with our perception about the way, uh, of the way things should be or what we should have or what our kids should be, or what our kids should have, and because when it doesn't meet up, it causes us anxiety. And those things are simply, listen, those are our own lusts, those are our own ideas, those are our own, that's our own mind. Be content with the things that you have. With Christ, we have everything that we need. We just have to trust it may not look good. We may not feel comfortable in this moment or whatever. But that's the faith says that, you know what? I'm, I belong to God. 
I'm in Him and I'm taken care of. I've got everything that I need. Now, Romans 8.32 says this, He who did not spare His own Son but delivered Him up for all of us, how shall He not with Him also freely give us all things? Does that mean that He's the Santa Claus God? He freely gives us all things, so I make my Christmas list, I put it up, I don't even have to worry about being naughty or nice because He's not exiting it off like Carmela did. Right? No! He freely gives us all these things that we need. In fact, the things he says that don't even worry about what you should eat or what you should drink, what you should wear. Don't even worry about that. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All of these things are going to be added unto you. Why why are you anxious for these things? 1 Timothy 6, beginning in verse 6, says this. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. Did you hear that? Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we bought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil for with for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So look at this from this... this, Well, uh, Pastor, I don't desire to be rich. It's It's not that I just want to be rich. I just want to have some things. Well, let's qualify rich. Some of us look rich to people in third world countries, or to people who... Man, I've had people look at my house and think that I'm rich. And I live, in my opinion, a modest house. Right? So it's, it's all a matter of perspective. It's all a matter of perspective. My brothers and sisters, you know, it's not a question of just being rich or having a certain amount. It's not being satisfied with what you already have. See, it's not, it's not, well, when I get here, I used to think that when I was a young man, and even, and I was born again, I used to think that when I get to this level, if I could be this and make this kind of income, my life will be better because I won't have to sweat it out so much. I won't have to worry about, you know, my kids going to school. I won't have to worry about, you know, uh, making sure that they have clothes. I won't have to worry about paying bills and all this other stuff if I just made this income level. Guess what? When I made that income level, it was still being spent. Thank God I have a wife who knows how to handle money. I mean, I'm not rich, but my brothers and sisters, are, are, is this tracking? What, what level, what is it that you're looking for? What gift or what level of income or what, what is it that you're looking for? You know, what is it that's keeping you either anxious or not content? Now, let me say this. You know, you ever get something new? And you get something new and you're really excited about it, except if it's a new truck. If you ever get something new, and you're real excited about it, right? Yeah, come on, man. So help, help me out. We're going to take a long time here. Help me out. <laughs> you got something that's new. You, man, you're really all on fire about it. And then, you know, after the new wears off, your affection for the thing starts to simmer down. You know, get, get a, get, let's talk about it, Nautilus. Once it, once it gets the first ding in it, not quite the same. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, 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 
you know, when the new wears off, when we, when we start living according to that new income that we now have, what's the next step? What's the next level? I heard a story recently uh, of a young man who set a goal. He wanted to be a millionaire. He wanted to be a millionaire by the time he was, I think, 29, before he hit 30, whatever that. I, I think I'm getting this 100% right, but I'm not sure. But anyway, so let's just say it was 29. He wanted to be a millionaire before he was 29. Well, he did it. He became a millionaire before he was 29. And just before he found Christ, he was getting ready to kill himself. Because once he achieved that goal and money no longer was an object, he, you know, he had everything he wanted, you know, there, there was nothing else. Money isn't the root of all evil. The love of it is the root of all evil. See, what, is ha- what has our desires? What are we attracted to? What, are, what is at the top of our list? What are you Xing off? I'm not talking about now Xing off because you've been naughty. I'm not asking you what God or you think God is Xing off or your mama like mine did Xed off the list. I'm asking you, what are you Xing off? I accomplished this, did that, achieved this, got that. There are those who desire to be rich, but they fall into temptation and a snare. And to many, foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. I want to remind you of what Jesus told one of the churches, the church at Laodicea. I know your works, that you are neither hot or cold. I wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Watch this. Because you say I am rich, I have become wealthy and have need of nothing. Before I have money, before I have things, before I have everything or anything, it's Jesus. I have everything. Oh yeah, that's easy to say, Pastor. But how's that going to pay the bills? How's that going to... Have you tried them? Have you actually lived your life after Christ? Have you absolutely given it to God? Put Him number one. Have you had Him at the top of the list? Hallelujah. Ephesians 2, verse 3. We all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. 1 Corinthians 14.1 Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Desire spiritual gifts. So what are your affections toward? What are you desiring? You know, this Christmas, think about it, I know we have some young people in here, but you know what? This Christmas, are you anticipating a gift? Young people, are you anticipating a gift? Older people, are you anticipating a gift? Yeah. I'm, brother? Nah, brother? It's on the way. Oh! She ta- brother, I checked that count, baby. I just, check the account. But I will say, you're batting a thousand. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, but think about that now. 
Are you anticipating a, a decent gift? Who would purposely give a gift that wasn't desirable? Right? So I think all of us would be anticipating a decent gift. Something that we could use, something that we want, need, or desire. Is, is that a fair assumption? Are any of us really desiring the gift from God that He desires us to have? Are any of us really looking for God to give us, or are we desiring spiritual gifts from God even that we want? Come on now. See, my brothers, my sisters, I know that there are many, many, many of you in this room, almost all of you in this room, who really love God. And are pursuing God. You're reading, you're studying, you're praying, you're coming to church, you're doing all these things. But are we? But when we really boil it down, is He at the top of the list? And if He's at the top of the list, are we really desiring those things, listen, those spiritual gifts that would glorify Him and not me? I want to do, I want to be a great preacher. I, I, I want to, I want to do, well, why? Why is it that I want to be a great preacher? Is it because I want that Notoriety? Is it because I want to be able to fill a church? Um, I want. Do I just, or do I really want God to use me to build up the kingdom? Yes. Amen. Do, oh, come on now. I, I, you know what? I want to be and fill in the blank. Whatever it is, I want God to bless me with this. Awesome. I want to be a great singer. Man, I've tried it. I've prayed. It ain't for me, I guess. I, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with that, but I'm telling you the truth. So you're kind of hurting my feelings. I'm just saying. No, I'm, t- I'm telling you the truth. I've prayed for God. Give me a voice, man. Let me sing. I want to sing. I want to sing. Now, there's still breath in my body, so all hope is not lost. Are you Okay, you made up with it now. That's all right. So all hope is not lost. But my brothers and sisters, maybe that never happens. Maybe, maybe I never have a, well, a good enough voice. But see, look, look. God, I have to trust. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. He doesn't change. He's got my best interest in His heart. So He's going to give me the perfect gift for me. Who knows? If I had a singing voice, maybe I'd take it on tour. I'd stop pastoring, do something else. Maybe I can make a little money off of it. Come on. Hey. Preach it. Who, see, look. Would I do that? No. But is there a possibility? Where there, will I be opening up the door for a, ter- a temptation? If someone said to me, Tony, man, you've got a marvelous singing voice. You sound like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Somebody, you hear that? They're killing me. One of the best singers of all time, that's all. Jay-Z who? <laughs> Old school, baby. All right, let's do this, because I love this guy. I love his... How about Nat King Cole? Oh, man. That man could... What a voice he had. So if I had a voice like Nat King Cole, who knows what could happen? Right? But listen, would I be tempted to do... There's, there's, there might be other windows or doors of opportunity that the Lord never meant for me to step through, but now all of a sudden, so i got to trust God, you see. Amen, amen. But so many times we force the issue. Yeah. I've had people pray for cars. I, I need this car, I need this car. Yeah, okay. Whoa, look at the, pay, look at the, look at the car that the Lord blessed me with. Okay, how much are you paying for it? 
barely can make the payments, but the Lord blessed him with it. The Lord opened the door, and because I was going to go there, I wasn't even going to... You know, oh, come on, man. But we have our mind and in our heart. That was what our heart, our mind was toward. Well, come on now, are you with me? How about whatever, name it, whatever it is. Are we prayerfully considering what God desires for us to have? Are we considering our own desires? Do we desire to be after God? Or are we desiring God to be after us? We're going to end up in Philippians. We're almost done. We're going to end up in Philippians. In Philippians 4. Beginning in verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. See this? Look at what? Watch. This would be in coordination with being content. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry. Don't be careful. Don't have your mind bombarded with all of these things. Just got to do this. Got to be here. Got to do that. Got to do this. Got to have that. No. To be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But by all, but, but in all things, by prayer and supplication, let your, listen, let your requests be made known unto God. Oh. Why? Because every good and every perfect gift comes from above. From the Father of lights. He's not going to change. He still has your best interest in heart. And He's not going to give you something that's going to cause you to stumble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But look what else it says. You're going to have a peace. A peace. A shalom. A wellness. Not just the absence of chaos. Or not just, man, if I could ever get some quiet in this house. Mitch, you better enjoy the quiet right now, brother. When one's up, they're both up. Quiet. It's not just that. It's not just that. No. It's this wellness. It's this assurity. It's this this shalom. This I'm taken care of. I'm well. Hallelujah. Solid. Not on shaky ground. There's this peace. Passes understanding. Then here's the thing. It guards your hearts and minds. It guards your hearts and minds. You ever, you, you ever lay down to sleep at night and you got all of those things running through your head? And in your mind over and over and over and you can't sleep. Or sometimes for me it'll be, I fall asleep pretty easy, but then I get up and then I'm thinking and it's done. I want, see, see that, that's, that's, that's not of God. That's not of God. See, that's not of God. Why? Nine times out of ten because I'm concerned with, I'm being anxious. I'm being anxious for something. Whether it's the job, whether it's the family, whether it's the church, whatever, whatever it is, I'm, being, I'm anxious about something. Right? So, so what's the antidote? What's a, by prayer and supplication, let my requests be made known unto God and leave it with Him. 
leave it with them. Yeah, Tony, uh, I've, I've heard that since I've been knee-high to it. But ha- that's, it's easier said than done. Of course it is. But that's where this faith and this trust come in now. Yeah, but I tried that. I prayed and, and you know, I still couldn't sleep. My mind was still busy and all this. You know what? Turn on a little praise music. Put it, pop in the earbud. You pop it in all the other times anyway. So pop it in and just listen to a little bit of praise music. Something, so, something where it's just reminding you that He is God and He loves you. Read. Read, pick up, in that moment, pick up the Bible. Pick up the Bible. Start reading a little bit. If that, man, that will put you to sleep. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I don't mean that in a negative way. What I mean is that you're going to have this peace of God. Right? The Holy Spirit. You're giving room to the Spirit. You're getting your mind off of those things and you're putting your mind back where it needs to be. Right? And, And now your mind and your heart, you start to... Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Finally, brethren, verse 8, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, any strengths, if there are anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Think on these things. Right? Why, why do we want to dwell? Did I give you that one? Why do we want to dwell on the negative? Why do we want to dwell on all the problems? If we don't think of anything except the good things that God has done for us, if we don't do anything but read some of the Psalms, where David, King David, who is a man after God's own heart, is bomb- did he have any problems in his life? Yeah, a lot of his Psalms, I could sum them up this way. Man, life is tough. I got a lot of enemies. Stinks sometimes, but you're great. That's David. Life is tough. Things happen, but you're great. You got me. I'm not worried. I'm going to stop worrying. Life is tough. Things are tough. I got enemies, but you're great. And you got me, so I'm not even going to worry about it anymore. That's a summary of David's Psalms. Not all of them, of course, but you know what I'm saying. My brothers and sisters, he was a man after God's own heart. If it worked for him, it will work for you. There's no question in my mind, and I hope there's none in yours either. Meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Okay, see, see now, listen. This is the Apostle. I think it's uh, the Apostle Paul, right? And I know it's the Apostle Paul. Now, he's saying these things, but the Holy Spirit is speaking through him. So now what he's saying is, these things that I've taught you, and you saw my course of conduct. You've, you've seen how I walked what I believe out. Now these things you do. And the God of peace will be with you. See, if you're thinking about doing it, if you're you know, thinking on it, and someday I'm planning to do it, but you don't do it, you're not going to have that peace. See, these things that you've been taught... These, these words that God is bringing to you and the things that you see, some successful, some sure enough born-again believers, you see this course live before you, those things do. Then you'll see the peace. You'll experience this peace. But you have to put it to practice because my brothers and sisters, I could say that I love God all day long and I could say that I have faith in Jesus all the time. But listen, faith without works is dead. Right? He said that. 
You show me, listen, he says, you show me your faith without works, I'm going to show you my faith by my works. Why? Because faith without works is dead. Hallelujah. Just like the body without the spirit is dead. Is it St. John? Amen? Amen. Just like the body without the spirit is dead. Without the Holy Spirit, I was dead. Without His Spirit in me, I was, I was just as good as dead. You know, I had animation, but without Him, I was walking dead. But just as, listen, just as the body, faith without works is dead. I may still have animation. I still have voice. I'm still able to talk a good ball game. I may be able to fool some people sometimes, and I may be able to act a good ball game, but this faith that I'm talking about, this faith that I'm trying to put on, is dead. That's why when I go home at night and I put my head on the pillow, uh, you know, maybe I'm struggling. Or that's why I'm not experiencing these, this, I'm, I'm still living an anxious life. Now listen, I'm not saying that if you worry or if you have this problem, you're not with God, you're not born again. I'm not saying that. So please hear me. But my brothers and sisters, man, it's time that I think that we as a congregation, but certainly as God's people in this last days, we need to start walking according to the faith that we say we have. We need to demonstrate how, yes, nice things are good. God blesses me, but I'm not all about the nice things. I'm not all about the next step. I'm not all about the next car. I'm not all about the next job. I'm not all about the next this, next that, next the other thing. I'm all about Jesus, what's next for me? Jesus, what gift? Let me put that next gift on that list. The top of the list has to be something that is God-given, supernatural, only can get it from God by God. And I'm not talking about a material thing. I'm talking about a spiritual thing. Hallelujah. Verse 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely uh, did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Do you see that? Now remember, this is the Apostle Paul. He's speaking to the church at Philippi. And what he's saying to them is, listen, it's nice to see that you're you know, sowing back into the ministry, sowing back into my ministry. He says, but I'm not, you know, not that you didn't want to, you just didn't have the opportunity, but it's nice to see now. But I'm not speaking this because I need you to send me stuff. I'm just saying, I'm just speaking, it's nice to see that. Because, listen, he's saying, I really don't, listen, that's not what's important to me. Tony language. That's not what's important to me. I'm not speaking to you so you can send me gifts. I'm not speaking to you so that you could support me. That's really not what's important to me. What's important, listen, hallelujah. Because I've already learned that I can be content, not worry. I could be solid. I can have peace in no matter where I find myself. No matter what situation I find myself in. Man, I want to ask you something. For me, I, I want to I get there. I'm going to be honest. I don't know that I'm 100% there yet. I'm better than I used to be, but I want to be all the way there. That no matter what's going on around me, that no matter what's happening, no matter how bad it looks, it doesn't matter. I'm still not going to be anxious. I'm still not going to go ahead and complain and grumble and moan. I'm just going to have my faith and trust in Jesus Christ and continue to desire the gift that He, the next gift that He has for me. Hallelujah. And not look at what's going on around me and be so steered and, and, and have my mind clouded and be worried and anxious. Did I get her the right present, Lord? Hallelujah. 
And I don't mean to make light. I know that there are so many serious issues that we face in this current age that we're living in. All the ages. Who am I kidding? My brothers and sisters, we're living in a time specifically, though, when our kids are constantly being bombarded with lies and alternatives to the truth. Even the secular, there's an organization of secularism. They're writing their own doctrine. And what they're trying to do is erase all the other religions by adding another religion, which is secularism. My brothers and sisters, it's just, it blows me away. It reminds me of the Tower of Babel. We got this, God. We don't need you. So how much longer do we actually have? Don't know, but I know he can come at any moment. Amen? Hallelujah. So I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My brothers and sisters, many of us in this room have heard that quoted many, many times. Amen? Okay, and, and so, but usually when we hear it quoted, it's taken out of context. It's taken out of context. Usually when we hear it quoted, it's got, you know, I, I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Is that what that's the saying? No, it's absolutely not. But my brothers and sisters, honestly, there are, there are teachers and preachers and people who believe that that's what it means. That's not what it means. What, it me- what he's saying is, listen, I can be content. I can be, go without worries. I can be abased. I can have much in all of those things. I'm not, I'm, it's the same. God is the same. I'm the same. I can live through toughness. I can live through plenty. I can live through uh, people torturing me. I can live through people calling my name in vain. I can live through all of these things or I can live where people are exalting me. Either way, it's the same. I'm content in either state that I find myself in, any state that I find myself in, except Mississippi. (laughs) No, I can be content in whatever state I find myself in. Man, I, I want that. I want that. I'm not there yet. How about you? Is there anybody that's there yet? No, I want that. I want to know that I know that I know. And I do know it in my heart, but I want to act like it. I want to have the faith to live it out. I don't want to grumble when I'm in the middle of that pressure. Right? I don't want to feel great when things are going great and it looks like everything's going my way. And then the next thing you know, the rug gets jerked out from underneath me and now all of a sudden that same guy that was feeling great over there, over here, is, oh God, woe is me. Just take me now, Lord. What happened? The same God that was with you over here is the same God that's with you over here. Hallelujah. He didn't change. And he didn't abandon you. He said, he will never leave you or forsake you. He will never leave you or forsake you. I want to learn, Lord, teach me. Lord, strengthen me. I want to be content in whatever state I find myself in. And I know that that only happens when he's number one on the list. Stand with me, please.